0: The latest thinking and developments from the international B2B marketing space, this is BBN Mixtape. And mixing it up for us today is Ed Davis. Hello, and welcome to BBN Mixtape. I am your host, Ed Davis. Today, we are joined by Stuart Jaffray, Managing Director of Green Hat, BBN's partner down under out of Australia. Can I say Stroke New Zealand? Can I just give you all that license? Yeah, give, yeah yeah give
1: me apac if you want to
0: sure for the sake of this podcast we'll, <laughs> we'll do that i think a couple other partners sometimes might take issues with that but look you all are a cohesive team down there in apac and and it's a really strong and developing team we're really happy with that right Stuart is here today um i've known Stuart for a year he's been at green a little over a year i think
1: um years? two years in
0: no, is it that long? Yeah, it's going quickly, my friend. Holy moly. Okay, that's a whole different conversation. Anyways, uh Stuart's experience makes him uniquely qualified to talk to tackle the topic that we're gonna discuss today on this podcast. Uh he's previously held senior roles uh at creative and media agencies. And this I did not know, actually, despite how much we've talked in the past, although clearly not recently. Um you were over BMW Australia and CMO for BMW Australia for like three years. Did I read yeah. that
1: correctly? Correct. I was there for 10 <laughs> years. The last three years at BMW, I was their CMO, yes, in Australia. That's awesome. Correct. That's awesome. Okay. That's
0: clearly a discussion for a different day, and, and, and we'll we'll come on to that one day. Um, other than that, Stuart, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited about this, Ed. It's a topic I'm
0: passionate about, so uh, I'm looking cool. forward to getting into it with you. Cool. We're, we're excited to have you all on. So yeah. so, what's the topic we're going to talk about? Today we're going to take uh, a really quick dive into the dynamic world of creativity and and how it is significantly changing B2B marketing. It's always been there. It's always been a driver. It's always been a foundational sort of touchstone for us as B2B marketers. But I think there's been a couple things – I don't. I don't know. I just feel like people are trying to pull it back into the into the the the, the prime number one spot and drive everything it is that we're doing. So in a landscape where innovation in, in in technology and innovation and tactics is driving, you know, a lot of change. You know, creativity is still there. That thing that's capturing the audience attention and and it's essential to understand. The ever-evolving facets of creativity and what makes creativity a game changer in modern B two B marketing. So, um, you know, just we're going to talk about a couple of recent developments. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Stuart about how him and his team handle creativity, and and I've got a handful of questions for him. It's going to be quite in- insightful. So sit back, listen, and 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 hopefully you learn something. So Stuart, getting right to the front of it, according to research, creativity. You know, more and more people are are aligning to the fact that creativity can enhance consumer engagement or or sort of the buyer engagement and loyalty. And this is becoming more prominent in B2B, especially at the mid and lower end of the funnel. How are you all seeing it? How much of the conversation around creativity is part of the pitch, part of the daily conversation with clients? Yeah,
1: I think... First of all, Ed, let's just clarify what we mean in terms of creativity, yeah. because I think that uh, for the purposes of today, we're talking about creativity and content. Creativity is something that we should be deploying across everything we do in marketing, be it the way that we're deploying our MarTech stack, be it in, in, sure. in, in media. Um, it, it should be part of the remit of, of the CMO and the marketing team full stop. Today, I think we're focusing very much in terms of creativity, in terms of that aspect, on content, in terms of the the, the 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 piece that the consumer or the buying group uh, actually sees. So, what we what we're taking to market, the visual the visual aspect, the messaging, et cetera. So, t- t- clear on that? That's so right. Is that, yep. Cool. That's one hundred percent. I think that, and, and I've been in B two B, if you like, and, and and really knee deep in B two B and nose deep in B two B, I should say, for the last two years. Prior to that, uh, a lot of the experience was in, in, in consumer. In the two years that I've been operating in this space, I am seeing more and more, we're having more and more conversations with clients and with prospects around this sort of nature of creativity and content. And I I think good, so we should be as well, because at the end of the day, if we think about what the creative is there, is there to do and our messaging and our content is there to do, it's there to engage it's there to then educate inspire and entertain our buying group. In order that we're creating a a mental connection with them, so we create that mental availability so we're the brand that's front of mind uh, as as they go through that 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 buying that buying cycle, right? So if we accept that that's why we're there to engage, educate, inspire and entertain, then the flip to not being creative or not deploying creatively is that we're not engaging. We're not educating, we're not inspiring, and we're not entertaining. So we've just become wallpaper. We've become noise, right? So mm-hmm. that's – and I think more and more B2B marketers – I think B2B marketers have always recognized that, Ed, but I think we're seeing more examples of brands in this space that are doing really great work that are helping to drive the right conversations within the client organization. Therefore, there's more focus here.
0: Sure. And you've you've just used two words – that i think it's a fairly recent phenomenon and maybe in the last 4 or 5 6 maybe a little bit longer than that but if you, if you take b2b marketing on a on a on a timeline it's certainly been in recent memory you use two words inspire and entertain yeah is is that by design from a from a green hat standpoint is are you is that sort of a mindset that you all try to instill in your creative team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because again, if we accept that we're there to to connect our brand, our business, our brand, our product, our service with with the buying group, in order to be able to do that, surely at some stage we have to inspire and entertain them as well. There is so much noise, there is so much clutter out there that we're we're, we're trying to cut through it. Yeah, um, and if you're not doing those things, then I question What's whether you're genuinely able to actually create that, that sort of mental availability, whether your brand, your product, your service is then going to be front of mind when that buying decision, at that moment in time that the buying decision is actually made. Are you actually going to be there or not? And um, um, I mean, it's interesting when you look historically within the B2B space, there is a lot of dry, rational yeah. Content being pumped out there, right where yep. you could pick it up and you could look at your competitive set you could put any one of four logos on it, spot the difference there really isn't one um, because none of them are standing for anything so yeah that, that that conversation is one we're having with our clients all of the time um, and I think it's a conversation that more and more of our clients are you know, more clients and prospects are coming to us and they want to have that discussion when you get there you don't have to force it so h- how do you get past?
0: And, and th- this might be more of a, a shortfall on my part. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in uh, a business development conversation or when you're talking to a potential prospect, I think aspirationally, clients generally get it. Yeah, we want to be more creative. And that's typically yeah. when you when you get down to it and you start asking them, you know, why are you looking for a new agency? Yeah. You know, the creativity or, or, or we're not creative enough is one of the top four or five reasons why somebody has started a search right but inevitably budgets get in the way yeah. is is there do, is there a direct correlation in your mind between your a client or an agency team ability to be creative and and how creative they can do and a financial commercial dynamic or are those two things independent
1: um there's a great quote, right? And I and I can't remember. I know that wasn't name. one of the first
0: qu- I no, know that good. wasn't one of the questions I was gonna give you, but
1: <laughs> it's, it's a good one, right? And so there's, there's a quote, it's actually on my wall. Um and um I should put the guy's name, it's actually on a post-it note. I've written it here. Um but he was the ex uh, CEO um, CEO for Jaguar and he's quoted it as saying, if you think good design is expensive, you should look at bad design. Yeah, so yeah. and if again, if I go back to this sort of notion, if we're there to engage, inspire, educate, um the, the flip to not doing those things is we're not engaging with people, we're not inspiring, we're not engaging, we're not educating them, et cetera, right? So so the budget discussion is one that, and, and, I, and I understand this, so is, is creative and creativity expensive? Can I afford to do that? I would question again, like, well, if you're not, and if that's not your aspiration, then are you just throwing your money away? So, so right. there has to be an aspect of that that, that comes through in, in, in the conversation. Now, the other part to this, though, that I think is really, really important is that we need to take a step back. And, and, and in terms of discussions with clients, which is straight into an aspect around sort of creativity. And I want to do this and I want to achieve this. And, and the first thing we're going, to, we're going to look to understand is why. Um, we, the bulk of the work that we deliver for our clients starts with strategy. And the strategy and the strategic body of work is there to essentially uncover and validate insights around the buying party, right? So if you get that body of work done first, then you look to create a framework yeah. that comes off of that insight, that then you're taking into your creative team. At that stage, there's a discussion around sort of the budget sensibilities on this, right? We're not, we, we we don't have uh, a plethora of clients here that are going to give us a budget to go and shoot a new, uh, a new commercial in the Galapagos Islands, right? Nor should they, by the way, because um, because with, with, with the bulk of the work that we're doing, it's not actually necessary. but if we have that, um, so, that so that budget overlay is always going to come come over the top at some stage, right? right. But where I would say to, 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 to all of the clients the thing that you cannot cheat on, and the thing that you cannot undo invest in is that strategic, the body of strategic work that needs to be done up front, because everything else should then sort of cascade off of that. And once you've got that set up and once you've got that agreed, once that insight is there, the rest of it then is, it becomes an executional conversation. And, and all too often, actually, the conversation starts at execution, and that front bit of work isn't done. And that's that's where the work fails. You also subjectively then, getting into a conversa- you you get into a very dangerous conversation within the business very quickly in terms of the the judgment of the creative or the creativity if that strategic pillar is there then we've got something yeah, yeah. to judge the work on right so that's that's important
0: well i th- i think it's it's one of the it's, it's one of those critical conversations that you potentially have with the client you know early on in your relationship which is um and I and I'm I'm gonna bastardize something somebody once said to me in terms of you know, very few people are actually qualified to judge creative. Right. And so what what I think we try to do, and we, we've got systems and we've got processes in place from a BBN standpoint to do this, which is help put the client or the client team in a situation where they're in an objective frame of mind mm-hmm. rather than subjective, because when you get into this whole conversation about, well, I don't like that blue. I don't like that purple. I don't like, you know, I don't like that tree or something along those lines. It, it's, it's a distraction versus what you say. And I think it's the importance of the, the insight is the right word. I think some people in insight for right? You want to go do a bunch of research that you should already know because we hired you because you know energy or oil and gas or agriculture or whatever. Yes, that's true. But how do those things relate to specifically your clients, your team, your positioning, blah, 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 blah. And that's where we have to find that little kernel. And it doesn't have to be, I don't believe, significant investment in that. I think there used to be a time and place where agencies were charging hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with you know, a handful of insights. I think nowadays you've got enough tools at your disposal. It's a fraction of that. But the, the return on that, finding that, that, um, that insight is, is incredible. In fact, I'm just sitting there thinking, maybe we can coin a phrase to it, return on insight.
1: Well, I think that's perfect, Ed, because that's what it is at the end, <laughs> end of the day, right? And that, write that down. I said, the investment required to, to deliver against that is going to be paid for over and over again. Essentially what you're looking at there is a strategic asset for the business that, you know, you used to be able to get away with saying that that strategic asset uh, isn't going to have a lifespan of five to 10 years. You can't anymore. The world's changing too quickly for that, right? But it's still what a three to five year lifespan. And I now have a platform, if you like, against which I'm going to judge all of the work. If that's not done, we are simply having a conversation about a headline and some graphic design, right? And it becomes very subjective very quickly, and that's where the yeah. work gets um, polluted. Yeah, and 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 frankly, I think this is where
0: you know, not to jump on a, a whole other soapbox, I think this is where certain agencies need to start having different conversations. If 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 that's how you are as a, cl- if that's how if that's where you're at as a company, as a as a client cool. I, I, fine. Great. But, but you know, there, there's, there is a specific type of person, freelancer, smaller agency or, or whatever for you. And, and, and they'll gladly crank out that stuff. I think from our standpoint, you know, we, we see it as far more valuable than that. And we're not cavalier casual about it whatsoever. Um, I, I've not met anybody within BBN who, who takes the first part of that the insights or, you know, the, the, the outcomes of that, or, or what gets hung off of that, the creativity lightly at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so can you, can you maybe talk a little bit about, um, maybe, and and I'm sort of putting you on the spot a little bit, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, maybe an example where you know, you have this conversation, you, you you pull the client along from a, from a, you know, maybe got them in a little bit of an uncomfortable position from a creative standpoint, but it paid off.
1: Yeah. Um, recent example for us, um, super a client of ours, um, super for those that, that, that don't know, think about them as a, as a telco ISP. Um, one of their prop, uh, one of their, uh, products is essentially a cybersecurity product for the education sector. So its job is to stop all of the badness that exists on the internet uh, getting into schools, essentially schools, universities. So, um, so it's you know this is this is serious, important stuff. Now, yep. when we looked and when we started to, 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 to look at this in terms of the, the product, and you start, you know, one of the places you typically go is to look at okay, what are the competitors doing, and what's the business doing itself at the moment? And again, you're into this sort of uh, you're into this sea of highly rational. Long form, at times impenetrable content. Um, we step back. We've done the we, we we did the hard work with the client, and the client was happy to do this with us. The internal interviews, the external interviews, the research, the stakeholder, uh, the stakeholder management, and where we came to from all of the, the all of the body of work was this really simple insight. That 90% of when when we're talking about sort of hacking within um, within uh, the education sector and 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 the risks associated, it, 90% of it is actually caused by human error. And we've seen this in mm. terms of I mean the big uh, you know the big recent data scandals that have that that, that that have happened where where particularly on the consumer level, sort of uh, huge chunks of consumer data has actually uh, has actually been taken. Most of it has happened because a human, a human at some stage has made a mistake that has opened up a gap that a, that a hacker has been able to penetrate. So that that was a really simple insight. So where we then started to sort of work back from there is that okay, what we actually need then is a program or and a, a a big idea that's actually going to be able to get us into that. And um, and we've landed on this uh, this piece of work which we call Bad Boss, where We've essentially, we couldn't personify the risks that, 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 because you're getting into it, it's education and it's schools and it's creepy if it's people. So yeah. we've robotified it, if you like, where we have a series of what we call bad bots. They're robots that personify the risks. Yep. And they're able to do that in a way that becomes educational and informative really, really quickly. Sure. We have good bots then, which is essentially super that are there to stop those risks from getting into the that's school cool. um, and straight away that's changed the discussion point with the uh, changed the discussion with the client with their sales team and the discussions that they're now able to have um, with this with the schools and the education it sets them apart because everything else as i said the, the starting point around the conversation is that. We've got this from a product perspective, here's the functionality, and it's, it's, it's copyable, and it's, it's and as I said, it's largely impenetrable. The other issue that, that we uncovered there is that when you look at the buying party, it's not just the IT team, right? And the buying group is consisted and comprised of a fairly complex group within the education sector, but the bulk of the content was aimed squarely at an IT person. It was written for them as well. Right most people that are reading it are being asked to read and try and consume and understand it, right? So, so, so by changing that, we've very quickly been able to get it into a language that is not impenetrable. It is actually, you know, it is engaging, it's informing and it's doing, it's doing all of the right things for us.
0: Including a visual language, right? I think, you know, yeah, yeah, that's that's, correct. And and in the next
1: point, I mean, you talked to, uh, one of the questions you asked about was budget. The other one that comes up all the time is timeframes, right? Now I've only got two, you got to do this, you have got to deliver it within two weeks. Yeah. We've got to, We've got a strategic narrative. We've got, a, we've got an insight, and we've actually now got off of the back of the insight a really compelling creative idea. Where there is a tactical uh, execution required off of the back of that, we know where we're going. We already know what we're doing because that that, that strategic body of work and that sort of big, long idea is, is essentially signed off. So where the client needs something turned around quickly, we can do it. Yep. The biggest issue you have is that when like, when that doesn't exist, and a client is saying, well, I need this and sales are demanding it. And it's going to be yep. done within the next week. What you end up with is a highly tactical graphic design execution, yep. ideally with a smart headline behind it. Right. And again, that's, that's the risk with not having that body of work done up front.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing, you know, we, we, we talk about this on a fairly regular basis, both at a, and an account relationship level as well as, as, well as a, a business development level, you know, a plan guardrails, you know, are, is, is not something to, to, to take lightly, you know, it'll, it actually saves you money. Cause I, you know, I would submit that when you don't have, you know, that strategic narrative, the, the insight and the big long idea, and you're just sort of, on a monthly or or you know quarterly basis well let 's try this out and let 's try that you' you're spending a lot of time with your agency you 're spending a lot of time internally reviewing things and and making sure that they align and you 're having a lot of conversations you probably don't necessarily need to have had you set sort of that framework out to begin with
1: yeah and and Ed, I think an important thing there is right, i mean all of the research will tell us that the typical um, the typical type purchase cycle within B two B is somewhere between three months and three years, depending on your product, right? Yep. So, three months ago was when uh, King Charles was coronated. Three years ago, we were all all in our sort of first year of of, of lockdown yeah. on COVID. Like that, that's that's a that's a really long time. You need a big long idea that is going to stand the test of time with the buying group over that period, right? And and the danger is when you don't have that what you end up with is a series of really fragmented communications. And yep. this this quarter, I'm going to tell you this thing. And this quarter, I'm going to tell you something that's completely different because we've changed our mind about it again. Um, because we're constantly in this sort of world, this spin of tactical, 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 tactical. Yeah. And that's where I think when we talk about, uh, I guess, noise, and, uh, noise uh, and, and, and poor creative, if you like, that's what's driving it. It's the it's the disconnect. There isn't a strategic narrative. There's not an insight, and it is highly highly fragmented.
0: Yeah, and you know the interesting thing is I've heard I've heard clients say before, you know, because as an agency, you'll you'll bring up you know the good examples. You'll bring up the IBMs. You'll bring up the apples. You'll bring up the 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 BMWs, and you'll talk about you know their their big long ideas and the creative platforms that they've used for literally years, and they'll say something along the lines of inevitably. You know the way that a number of clients would re- re- rebut that is, well, we don't have their type of budget. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you don't need their type of budget. What you need is their level of discipline to Correct. to to, to adhering to that, right? And so, so it's it's the wrong conversation or it's the wrong mindset to think that this is all purely around being driven by budgets or or, or, or dollars. It is in the sense that it can help you be more successful and, and and drive more engagement to your point um but but it's not in terms of you know really good creative is going to cost you an arm and a leg it it, yeah. it doesn't
1: well then i go back again to what's the cost of bad creative for your business as well yeah, right so more, we've got to put yep. in that but i think we where, where, where we're going there on the budget as well is you're really getting into the cost of production right so yeah. once again we've got the insight we have the platform it's a question then of a produ- from a production perspective, how much are we prepared to put to this to take it to market? So if you look at, I, don't know, I, I was looking at um, some work recently. So Qualtrics, for example, the, the work that they ran with their chief, uh, chief apology officer, um, and that work is always uh, oh, a yeah. line of sort of stop, a bad, uh, stop apologizing for bad experiences and fix it, right? Now, they put some, they, they, they've clearly put some, uh, some production money behind executing that. You can see straight away from that 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 platform though that you don't need to do that. there, there, there would be different ways to, to, to be able to execute that. The other one, and, and uh, I don't know if I can say this word on here, but um, I'm going to in a second. So um, Flock Freight and their their campaign on how much is a fuckload, right? It's it's a it's a beautiful piece of work with <laughs> sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, with a you know a lovely insight behind it. They're they're, they're a freight and logistics company that have that have that have honed in on this lovely sort of insight and idea that they're now executing out yes the work i've seen there's some production values behind that but it didn't have to be that right there would have been other ways to execute that if the budget was lesser so it demonstrates that um i I think a lot of the the examples you end up looking at within b2b or within that sort of it tech space you say it's big businesses got all these budgets there's an example from a logistics company right it's different
0: Yeah. And it's, it's different. And, you know, there, there's a theme, you know, this season of, of our, um, of our podcast we're, we've, we've introduced a theme across the whole entire season and that's, uh, be to brave, be to bold, Mm -hmm. be to better. Right. And I think some of those examples that you just, um, listed out there, you know, that's all it takes. You know, you just have to be a little bit more braver. You've just got to be a bit bold um mm-hmm. and trust that what it is that you're doing is, is going to be better than what it was before. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm fully aligned to that. We're, you know, this is a, this is a, uh, uh no kids podcast, I think is how <laughs> we label it. So I think we're fine. I think, right. you can, I think I'll get away with that. Good. Good. That's right. Um Right. So I, I think that's good. I think that's good, Stuart. I think we'll leave it right there. So whether you're looking for captivating visuals or disruptive storytelling, creative is the medium by which we forge meaningful connections with our target audience, or as Stuart likes to talk about, let's see, we're going to uh, engage, we're going to inspire, we're going to entertain, and there was a fourth one that I've already... Educate. Education. thank you,
1: sorry. You don't have to do all of them in in the same piece of work, by the way. engage. every time. That's the one that's got to stay there.
0: That's true. That's true. Stuart, we th- we appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Um, hope you had a good time. We thank everybody for joining us and, and thank our listeners for tuning in. If you find this episode in the podcast of value, please share it on social media. Like us wherever you get your podcasts and we would love to get your five star review. Thank you. And next time, talk to you later. BBN Mixtape is a production of BBN. Subscribe from your favorite podcatcher for episode transcripts, links, and more. If you like this show, give us a nice five-star rating. It's how you can help more marketers find us. Thank you, and we will talk in the next episode.